Hello and welcome back to the Motorsport Better podcast. I'm your host Didi and joining me once again is my friend and your co-host Vedant. On this episode, we'll be talking about the Formula 1 2021 Bahrain Grand Prix. So let's grab some chai, take our seats, ready our opinions and dive right into the conversation. Hello Vedant. What a race. I have only one thing to say. Scrap the 2022 rule change and let's just live with this for the next four years until 2025 when the engine regs kick in, when the new engine regs kick in. This was so exciting. I have never seen a season opener so thrilling. And uh, I was on the edge of my seat for the entire hour and a half. What did you think about the race, Vedant? I am still buzzing. Yeah. Hello, Divya. It's great to be back and it's great to have this season going. after a long time absolutely the race was absolutely magnificent lewis hamilton starting the season off with a win for the first time since 2015 but i don't agree with you on the regulations part <laughs> come on we've never had a season opener so close it's always been in like an out and out for the first time ever first time in 5 years lewis hamilton wins the first race of the season valtteri bottas doesn't turn up for the first time in 3 years there's no valtteri bottas 3.0 <laughs> uh, and uh, Max Verstappen qualifies four tenths ahead in P1 uh, in in front of both the Mercedes. Crazy, crazy, crazy weekend! Like um, I I I don't even know what to say. Absolutely, it was a great start to the uh, season, which we all expect to be uh, one of the best seasons in Formula One, if not the best. You know, the midfield is so close of the, of the turbo hybrid era for sure. Definitely, definitely. the midfield is so close and we saw it in the we saw it on the race like there was action all throughout the race up and down the field there was not a dull moment on the race and we missed a lot of action because uh, the broadcasting broadcasters were showing some some action, some other action you know you know yeah i know there was a time when uh, you know uh, we we were seeing uh, max verstappen leading in the red bull and then in the little box in the corner you know next to the next to the all next to where they show all the positions and you know uh, that graphic there's like a little box where we were seeing Charles Leclerc like overtake someone and i was like why is why are we seeing the overtakes on like a small box why aren't we seeing the overtakes on the big screen yeah it was like as you said one of the best season openers in a long long time and man oh man the water you know, water race we have a first time grand prix winner So Lewis Hamilton was his first ever Formula <laughs> One Grand Prix. <laughs> oh yes, absolutely. The first, the first ever British knight to win a Formula One Grand Prix. Absolutely, absolutely. So you know what? Let's get right into it. Let's let's start at Quali. What's happened? P one out and out right pace. Uh, the Red Bull looks really good, really stable in Verstappen's hand. Perez missing out very nearly. For, for getting into Q3, you know, because of the medium tires, maybe you know that gamble didn't work out as it didn't work out for a lot of other people like um, Tsunoda in for in in the Alphatauri. So it was kind of disheartening to see uh, the the Honda engine pair, you know, missing out on Q3 because of the medium tire gamble. Um, Danny Rick beating Lando that was also a huge story for me. Danny Rick looked really comfortable. in quali in the mclaren car uh, which didn't really turn out to be the same during the race uh, we'll get on to that later and uh, gasly finishing p5 and both the ferraris in q3 uh, what stood out to you during during qualifying around oh definitely for me like carlos sainz and we saw in q2 
the Ferraris went top of the sheet with the soft tires on, and the car. Now that color- is something I have screenshotted and I have saved in my phone. It's gonna it's gonna live with me until Ferrari wins the next championship. <laughs> oh yes, but for me, like Carlos Sainz has been the best adapter to a new car this season, and he has shown it. He has gone absolutely flat out against uh, uh, Charles Leclerc and. This might be the most interesting new driver pairing, in I, my I opinion. Think, I think Charles came onto the radio at the end of Q3 and he said, you know, uh, congratulations to Sainz, he really pushed me throughout qualifying, which, which was him acknowledging, you know. Because Sainz had been faster than uh, Leclerc all throughout qualifying until the last run when um, Charles went P4. Yeah, absolutely. So, I think uh, the Carlos Sainz and Charles Leclerc fight is going... Uh, will will go on throughout the season another thing that 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 made me happy was fernando alonso continuing where he left off beating well, his teammate in qualifying <laughs> well yeah yeah and and then look what happened in the race bro like look what happened yeah race, that that so. was a technical failure so, so for it's all, not his so, fault so for all the alonso fans you know jumping the gun and <laughs> saying oh alonso left off from where he started well i guess he left off from uh mclaren and he joined in i guess a 2018 McLaren-esque fashion where he had to But, yeah, definitely definitely great stuff from, uh, you know, uh, Alonso, like you said, and uh, Ocon and Vettel got caught out by the Mazda Spin, as he's already been termed, uh, or Mazda Span, if you're a Crofty fan, uh, <laughs> depending on whatever you're following. So, <laughs> so Mazda Spin have, uh, ha- having a few spins on the track, and, you know, uh, it caught out both Vettel and Ocon during qualifying, which which really hurt Vettel's race, uh, to be honest, I guess. Uh, we, we, we didn't see Vettel in high spirits this weekend either. Yeah, like, Vettel was already struggling with the car a little, a little bit due to it being a new team and a new car. Then he didn't have the best of testing. He was, uh, I think he, he ran the least laps among the regular drivers. And now this weekend, when, where he couldn't qualify as good as he would have liked, and his his race didn't turn out as he would have wished, so definitely a poor start to Vettel's uh, post Ferrari career. But I think, and he, uh, and he did look like a little out of sorts even during the race. You know, I I, I remember him like going wide into turn one, um, uh, like really wide into turn one uh, a couple of times, and then he ended up crashing into the back of Ocon's car. Uh, towards the end of the race, and then he tried to blame Ocon that he switched uh, racing lines, but it was really him, you know, uh, switching racing lines and crashing into Ocon's bag, which is very uncharacteristic of Seb Vettel um, in in general. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Sebastian Vettel, we we all wish that he he moves on from his, uh, you know, the Ferrari baggage as we can call it, and get get a get a rebirth of sorts, but. I do. I I didn't see that rebirth this weekend, and we can all hope that Imola would be better for him. Uh, we have been hoping for the last couple of years for Seb Vettel, <laughs> but his luck hasn't turned around. So we'll, yeah. we'll see how that goes. But let's dive into the race. So the drama started even before the lights went out, and we had to wait another for another lap, you know, to finally hear the golden words of "It's lights It's lights out, and away we go." Uh, Perez had a power electronics problem once again, but he was able to start his car, uh, and uh, he had to start from the pit lane. 
and and the power electronics problem had happened on Gatsby's car earlier and Perez's and it had also been like shown on like Perez's data so although the power electronics had been changed on both Gatsby's and Perez's cars uh, they, Perez still ended up having a problem but what a drive from Perez at the end of the day finishing um, P6 was it? P5 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 yeah that's right uh, Perez finished P5 ahead of Charles Leclerc and behind Lando Norris what a race from that guy you know coming once again from behind and if he had a little bit more in his tires he would have been P4 just where Red Bull want him to be every race every weekend yeah definitely uh, I think the first safety car really helped uh, Perez get get those older older mediums off and uh, like get he, get he the strategy of his choice new, new, yeah new mediums yeah yeah and uh, I think even though he did three pit stops during uh, due to his early stop but again it 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 really helped him you know boost his chances and we know Sergio Perez is a great driver and in in the Red Bull starting from the back of the grid starting from the pit lane I think that's the best he could do and that's what he did yeah absolutely and uh, it seemed you know in his first race uh, the deficit to Verstappen in qualifying compared to any other driver was a, was the same nominal value of about three three and a half tenths for Perez too so we can hope that you know we know his race card is great, but we hope he qualifies better so that, you know, Red Bull has a strategy option to put Perez on, like, the same strategy as Verstappen instead of having to have Perez start on the softs like Albon did last year and compromise the race uh, for the second Red Bull car. Um, yeah, and then, very first corner, uh, we had Mazepin spin out once again, one of the many spins he's had this weekend, uh, and crash into the wall. Again, seemed like a rookie mistake. He got onto the throttle way too early and way too eager on the throttle and just spun out and damaged the car. Um, looked like a lot of money coming from Dimitri Mazepin to repair that car this time. Um, especially <laughs> at the very beginning of the season. Not, not, yeah. not a cheap repair, that one. <laughs> but that, that, that angle from, you know, uh, looking down on the, on the straight from turn four. So when, when uh, Mazepin spun out, that 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 incident was similar to when Grosjean spun out, and I was a little worried at the moment. Like, who was it? Is are they fine and all that? But yeah, it's glad to see that it it was only a spin and nothing more. Yeah, that was definitely uh, even my heart skipped a beat when I saw that happen. Uh, but thankfully, Nikita Mazepin is doing just fine uh interesting interesting um story coming from ted kravitz in the com box uh during the start of the race talking about bird mylander and how bird mylander told him that he felt like james bond in the aston martin safety car that we saw for the first time on track uh during the race and how bird said uh his name was bird the name's bird bird mylander <laughs> Uh, seemed like Ted Kravitz uh, putting words into Bert Mylander's mouth, but you know, a great content coming from Ted Kravitz, nonetheless. Uh, Ted Kravitz, yeah. Let's let's talk about the rookie sensation that we saw in the race today. Yuki Tsunoda had a poor Sonoda. poor start. Started twelfth on the grid. Started twelfth on the grid. Ended up seventeenth after the virtual safety car, and then made his way back to P nine throughout the race. Now, that goes to show two things. That this individual is, again, another promising individual that the Red Bull family has found throughout the driver program and that the AlphaTauri car has a lot of pace in it and there's more to come from the AlphaTauri team throughout the season. 
Definitely, Yuki Tsunoda. Yuki Tsunoda has been one of the standout performers of uh, the short season we have had so far. You know, only the testing and and race one. And I think we'll see a lot, lot more from him for, during the season and during his career. But what a race! And I mean, finishing P nine after that poor start, after starting as you said P twelve, it was a great, great uh, debut. He is the first Japanese driver to score points on his debut, as uh, the graphics showed during the race. And but yeah, definitely, if if you know if Pierre Gasly didn't had that incident and would have been run, running in in the in 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 those point position, that would have been that would have shown the real pace of the Alfa Tauri car, because of course, Yuki Tsunoda is quick, but he's still a rookie and. Uh, he he, he may not be able to. Trade, yeah, absolutely. he he may not be able to extract the uh, the absolute best out of the car. Pierre Gasly would have been absolutely beautiful in those points position. It's a shame we but, couldn't see him. But I think more than anything else, you know, it just go Yuki's performance over the weekend just goes to show, uh, you know, in what kind of a mindset he's in, a very positive mindset because he missed out on Q three because of uh, you know gambling on the mediums. Uh, he ended up, uh, you know, uh, elim- being eliminated in Q2. Had a poor start, but yet, you know, we we've seen a lot of drivers who have spent spent seasons in F1, and still they can't recover from like a bad start or like you know a bad first half of the race. But Yuki sort of showed what he's made of and where his mind's at, and that is that he wants to be at on the top step of the podium. A couple other uh, interesting battles that he had during the race. The first one that came to my mind was. Uh, we saw the oldest and the youngest guys on the grid battle it out for P10. Uh, I'm talking about Kimi Raikkonen, Yuki Tsunoda once again. Uh, yeah. Great little battle, uh, <laughs> great move by Yuki Tsunoda around Raikkonen, and uh, just just reminded me of you know uh, just how how much experience there is on the grid and you know how it is how how much how much like uh, I value the fact that we're seeing. Uh, the greats of the previous generation and the upcoming generation battle it out, out on track, and we don't always get to see this happen uh, in Formula One. Yuki Tsunoda was only six months old when Fernando Alonso and uh, Kimi Raikkonen made their debuts in the 2001 Australian Grand Prix. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> that is a stat uh, I will never forget. <laughs> and, and Yuki Tsunoda did also mention in the post race interview with Bill Bucks and how. Overtaking Fernando Alonso was like a very emotional uh, experience for him. From him, I I don't remember much from the interview, but I remember you mentioning it. So why don't you go ahead and tell us what exactly he said during the interview? Yeah, so Yuki Tsunoda did say that uh, you know overtaking Fernando was quite emotional because I think he he uh, I think Yuki was at the Japanese Grand Prix at Fuji in two thousand six or seven, something like that. We have seen the photos going around on social media. And uh, so yeah, he like of course Fernando Alonso, Lewis Hamilton, all these guys are heroes for him because Yuki Tsunoda, Yuki Tsunoda is our age. You know he's he's younger yep, than us. Yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, th- so yeah, he 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 said that it, it was quite quite an emotion and good good feeling moment for him. So yeah, absolutely. Um... Well, that was Yuki Tsunoda. Let's let's talk about let's talk about Valtteri Bottas. Now, 
he had a very uh, quiet race per se but um, a little bit controversial on the starting side of things from Mercedes and Valtteri you know uh, what do you think about it I mean I think uh, Valtteri has always been you know in my opinion during the last 4 or 5 years that he's been with the team he has been on the back foot with strategy as opposed to Lewis Hamilton and we have seen that uh, a lot many times before even when you know Valtteri tries to make that call for himself he does not get the results he wants but i think that's how mercedes operates i i personally don't don't like it but yeah he he did he, he did get uh, caught out with that strategy certainly because uh, yeah yeah because he was like Two laps earlier, Mercedes told Valtteri, "Hey, we're going long," and then you know we see him coming into uh, into the pits like uh, a lap after Lewis Hamilton came to the pits, which was uh, which is absurd, especially since he had had a he had had a shorter stint on you know uh, the second set of tires uh, than Lewis Hamilton, which is not to say much because Lewis Hamilton only did like fourteen, thirteen or fourteen odd laps on his on his first set of hard tires, which is uh, kind of absurd in itself. Yeah, definitely. Like, and. Uh... Lo Valtteri Bottas was only three uh, one of only three people who stopped thrice. One was Pierre Gasly because he had front wing front wing damage. Well, well, Valtteri stopped at the end of the race, you know, post the fastest lap. So that's why there's a Oh right, stop. yeah. Sorry, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh but yeah, uh and yeah, I totally agree with you when you talk about, you know, how Mercedes operates, you know, they might say that both their drivers are equal, but um we've seen that when, you know, uh when lewis is behind valtteri or when he's struggling in the race mercedes do not hesitate to give him like an alternate strategy that might uh, give him an advantage at the end of the race but when it comes to valtteri they are trying to play equal as they say uh, between their drivers uh, which which does not sit well you know just just let them race in my opinion um yeah very disheartening you know i i feel sorry for valtteri but i i think the only thing that's going to change that around is uh Valtteri putting uh putting in you know out and out performances where he wins um uh, where he beats Lewis in qualifying and in the race just on outright pace for uh for like four or five races consecutively for you know the mindset in the Mercedes garage to change yeah definitely so uh in today's race you know Valtteri Bottas like he didn't qualify he he qualified P3 and he wasn't pushing Lewis Hamilton over Max Verstappen all that long so that strategy like even an alternate strategy would not have no would not have helped him too much in my opinion but for future for future i think valtteri bottas needs to as he, he himself says you know he he needs to be uh, selfish and he he needs to be a little rude so yeah absolutely uh, yeah well we can hope valtteri well for the first time in like the last three seasons like i said you know valtteri didn't turn up to the first race so i hope he's keeping more in store for later in the season and not uh just putting it all out there in the first race um let's talk about both the ferraris um really good race from charles leclerc was just losing out one place to lando norris at the start of the race uh, but hanging in there to finish uh, p6 while perez came through the field but you know he was in a faster car uh, technically so i guess uh, perez was the one who was out of out of place at the start of the race yeah. but again you know good performance from charles um 
Carlos looked like he was struggling at the beginning of the race. He went from P... Uh, Carlos started like P7 or P8. And then he started to like P10 uh, at the beginning of the race. And then uh, he struggled uh, to, you know, make those places back until the very end of the race. Uh, once Alonso hit some troubles and, you know, Stroll, hit, uh, Stroll ran out of tires. Uh, but um, I, w- I would say there was more on... Like, Carlos left a little bit on the table, and, you know, he, he could have done better uh, during the race. And I think we've we've got more of Carlos to come um, in the next couple of races. Yeah, definitely. As I said earlier, you know, Carlos Sainz has been the best adapter to a new car this season. And it was great to see him overtake Fernando Alonso with Sebastian Vettel involved in the middle. Like, Vettel was a little out of place, but they were still fighting for position. And that double overtake from Carlos Sainz was quite exceptional. That was beautiful, yes. The double overtake with Seb Alonso and Sainz involved was just beautiful from Carlos Sainz through turns one and four. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I watched that replay like three, four times. You know, I just I just, <laughs> I just played back to myself uh, again and again. Uh, but again, uh, a little weird strategy from Ferrari, you know, putting uh, letting Sainz... Uh, out there you know, on his first in like a few extra laps knowing that the other teams would undercut uh, undercut signs so i think you know uh Fry didn't make the right strategy calls either regarding science's race and i think that might be something that ferrari would want to look into because i know i know like fernando undercut stroll and science uh and uh, he almost undercut ricardo i think too but um and then then the other cars pit so like uh then stroll put the next lap ricardo put the next lap and then Science pitted like two, three laps later, so he lost like a lot of time and came out in P10, if, if my memory serves right, uh, which also cost him some time during the race. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's talk about the McLarens. Uh, Lando Norris finishing P4. Uh, I think again another great start for Lando in this season, just like last season. Uh, and Danny Rick having a little quieter race, not really challenging Charles Leclerc after the first few laps. Uh, which is kind of surprising for me. You know, I thought the McLaren had a lot more pace because we saw Lando Norris pull away from Charles when needed. Whenever Charles would get get a little close, uh, Lando would pull away from Charles at will. So I thought the McLaren had the pace to um, beat uh, Charles Leclerc's Ferrari, but um, uh, only only Daniel knows what happened during the race. What do you think about it? Yeah, so Daniel Ricciardo lost the place to uh, Leclerc during the pit stops. And because... Uh, Norris pitted first, and then on the next on the next what? lap or the a uh, few laps later, Ricardo pitted. So I think Ricardo lost that place to Norris uh, well, during those Ricardo, laps. Ricardo, no, 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 Ricardo lost the place to Norris during the start. Lando had a blistering start where he overtook uh, down Ricardo, and then uh, he he overtook I think Charles's Ferrari on after like the VSP or the yellow flag or something like that. I think after the yellow flag. So, uh, Lando had a great start, and then um, uh, Daniel just couldn't capitalize on it. But, uh, yeah, anyway, um, I, I, th- I think the McLaren's have got the pace. It was it was really interesting to see them not be, like, the third-best team uh, during qualifying. We saw Charles Leclerc's Ferrari and Pierre Gasly's Alfa Tauri ahead of the two McLaren's. Uh, really interesting, but I'm pretty sure there's more, more to come from them, too. Uh... An interesting mention for the race. Someone was there in the points, in and out of the points. Didn't finish in the points at the end of the race, but uh, we got to mention Kimi Raikkonen. He had a great race in that uh, Alfa Romeo. 
he was in the points for the majority of the race until Yuki Tsunoda uh, knocked him out of the points. Uh, but uh, Kimi looked really good in that Al- Alfa Romeo, unlike Antonio Giovinazzi, who had a rather dismal race, you know, uh, at, at the tail end of the field. Yeah, but def- definitely, you know, uh, the, the Alfa Romeos are looking way too fast than they should be, as I said, as, as, as I told you earlier. But yeah, <laughs> definitely Kimi Raikkonen having a great race, great pace. Giovinazzi finished where he started in P12, but Kimi Raikkonen made up some places uh, with the, with his racecraft and you know some he, he, beautiful overtakes. Too. Yep. Yeah, and and his overtake on George Russell was quite ballsy. But yeah, uh, so yeah, la- la- last time Kimi Raikkonen and George Russell uh, tried tried battling each other out on track, it ended up in a crash with Kimi Raikkonen uh, bumping into George Russell. George Russell, yeah. Back in Turkey or uh, I don't know. Nurburgring, Nurburgring, Nurburgring. Nurburgring, yeah, that, that's right. That's absolutely right. Turn one. Uh, but yeah, uh, so let's get into the biggest story of the day: the Verstappen versus Hamilton battle that we've all been waiting for the waiting for since 2016. Um, finally, finally, what finally. a last few laps! Like even throughout the race, you know, sometimes we thought. Um, Verstappen was ahead of Hamilton. Sometimes you thought the Mercedes were ahead of the Red Bull. You just never knew until the very end of the race. And I'm of the opinion that you know uh, Hamilton's strategy, where he did like a really short stint on his on on the hards after the first pit stop, and then did like a really long thirty lap stint uh, on his second set of hard hard tires, was really absurd, and it rather hampered his chances of you know winning the race for Mercedes. And I think Mercedes could could have done. Uh, could have taken a better strategy call during the race. And I think Lewis also came on to the radio after the second pit stop and said, you know, guys, hey, we should have probably stayed out a little longer since we had the pace instead of trying to do 30 laps on a new set of hards now. Uh, but again, what a photo finish. Uh, both drivers looked like they were cracking under pressure. First, Lewis went wide in turn 10 uh, as Max was chasing him down. But then again, he came back, didn't let, let Max overtake, put his car in all the right places. Great defending, and then Max goes out. Max makes makes an overtake, an illegal overtake. We'll come to that later. But then Max gets clumsy too after he gives the position back to Hamilton. So bo- both the drivers feeling the pressure, and both the drivers showing us that uh, you know they might be the best on the grid, but they're still human, and they will be making mistakes. What was your reaction? How did you feel about the Hamilton Verstappen battle on track today? That was one of the best battles we have seen in a long, long time at the front of the grid, you know. And, like, it, it started at the start of the race when... Uh, like, it started at the very start and it ended at the very end. There was not a dull moment in between. So, yeah, and that incident with uh, Max Verstappen going wide was a very debatable one in that sense. But... Lewis Hamilton's pit stop, uh, I think Mercedes justified because they wanted to, uh, like, they wanted to counter a possible over possible undercut undercut, undercut, undercut right, from right, Verstappen. Right. Yeah. So, but as you said, that 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 overtake was uh, that sorry that pit stop was a tad bit early, and he then he could have gone longer because as we saw on the last few laps, was uh, Hamilton was really struggling. And Verstappen was actually closing in on him. And he would have taken the win had it not been for that incident, you know. 
actually had was happened with like like Lando came out and said right you know uh, you're not supposed to like that that was at least like the general consensus that was also you know echoed by Lando that you're not supposed to gain advantage by going off track even if you're pushed off track by the by the defending driver you're supposed to let him have the position and then overtake him during his ne- during the next chance that you get so Lando did the same thing with Charles like he described in the post race interview so i think if max would have been a little more patient uh, i guess he would have reaped the rewards of that so a little bit i wouldn't say immature but a little bit impatient from max but uh, we all know how max is so no surprises there uh, but i think you know this does put a little bit of a stop on all the critics out there who have been saying that lewis has been winning world championships because he's in the best car. he's in the best car today lewis was not in the fastest car today lewis did not have the best strategy and yet he eked out a win from a race that was that was red bulls to lose and you know that is why he's a seven time world champion that is why he is one of the greatest of all time definitely definitely lewis hamilton is definitely one of the greatest of all times and i mean we can't argue with anyone who says that he's he's only winning because of his car because that is a clearly a wrong that is clearly a wrong opinion but a great race nonetheless absolutely um and and you know this this only tells us like how much more is to come from both the drivers and uh lewis standing up on the first day, like i said it shows how much how ready he is for to take on max this season he knows what is at stake he knows his, like this is like the first proper uh i title defense that we've seen from lewis from the very first race right and uh we might just see lewis like lewis take it to the next level like you know we are always saying that lewis is at the peak of his performance and that he only gets better every year and max just might bring out the best in him that we've ever seen and i am just so looking forward to that definitely i i just hope that max verstappen can get can do what uh, you know nico rosberg did and get that that bit of uh, under get get under the skin of lewis hamilton and push him into mistakes like like he did uh, today with that when lewis hamilton went out went wide on turn 10 but great to see uh, red bulls fighting for the win finally we 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 know that we can have a great title challenge this season and great to see the red bulls have fighting the mercedes from the first race of the season which is very rare absolutely red bull usually start from on on the back foot and they're usually uh, like a few tenths slower on outright pace at the, at the start of the season exactly so uh but yeah what a race and i can't wait for the next race at imola the emilia romagna grand prix on april 18th um just can't wait for it three three weeks seems way way too far away uh and it can't come any sooner for me but um so uh let's let's just move on to the news from uh some other r- racing that happened this weekend let's talk about f2 a little bit uh so we had uh the first few races of f2 this weekend uh guanyujou won the feature race on sunday the first sprint race was won by liam lawson and the second sprint race was won by oscar piastri uh who's a rookie and it was just a second race in f2 so that is great guanyujou leads the f2 standings with 41 points and 
Jihan Darubala is third in the standings with 28 points and we are will be cheering him on throughout the season here at Motorsport Bedhug. A little about Mot- MotoGP, um, Vinales winning the first MotoGP uh, Grand Prix of the season in Qatar and more news coming out of MotoGP regarding a similar drive to survive season contract on Amazon Prime. So more news on that should be coming out soon and hopefully we'll have more motorsport content to see every year. Um, anything else from you, Vedant? Any closing thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, the Formula 2 weekend was quite an exceptional one because firstly, we saw the new format and I know people were debating about it earlier that, you know, we won't, we won't go to uh, good circuits. Like we won't go to varied circuits. But for me, it this increases the racing and this increases the mixing up of the grid because of the reverse grid situations. And we saw it uh, at this weekend, you know, it was a great, great step because Liam Lawson won on his first race, on his debut Formula 2 race. Oscar Piastri won on his second Formula 2 race. And Gronu Zhou won his first feature race after competing the entire season and being a title challenger last season i think he won his first feature is this season so definitely a great step and a great uh great weekend and we 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 did we did see a few dark horses coming on so it will be very interesting to see formula 2 when when they come back in monte carlo in may um, absolutely, and I, th- I think you know previously uh, Formula Two used to have like twelve rounds uh, throughout the season with two races each, so there would have been twenty-four races. And uh, with the new shortened, I guess, calendar for the feeder series, we have three races at every weekend and seven weekends, so we still have twenty-one Formula Two races. And the mixture of the grids basically puts the drivers into various uh, you know scenarios, I guess, uh, and you know test them, test test them in various scenarios throughout the season. And at the end of the day, uh, whoever wins the championship, F2 championship, will be the best overall driver, um, like we all want him to be. Uh, but yeah, great stuff. Uh, the MotoGP race was also very interesting. It went down to the wire. So for those who missed out on that, if you can go w- watch the highlights, it was exhilarating. It was absolutely exhilarating. But yeah, that's all from us for this week. Thank you, Vedan, for joining us um, today to talk about the Bahrain race. Uh, and I will catch you next week same time same place um see you later thank you for listening to us